the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Happy holidays. What? Is this the best of? No. Uh, Just me being my typical goofball, trying to figure out where we go with the show on the fly kind of thing. Today is, I'm not going to say a big day, because it's not. Today is a day where the Federal Open Market Committee concludes its two-day policy meeting. They do it on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. That means we get a new directive. I remember watching Star Trek, and there was something about a Federation directive or something like that. I never really got it. But the basic idea here is is the Fed's going to give us kind of a report card on the economy and their thoughts and their expectations on inflation. And you pull that all together, and they're going to give us a time frame when they think interest rates might move higher. Uh, maybe July, maybe today, but probably not. Um, so you get updated economic projections. You get so you know a little dot plotting kind of. Let's take a look at this. Let's pull this over. In the last four sessions, the Dow Jones, uh, the S&P 500 is down about 2.1 percent. So the market's kind of acting like nervous. So, but there's a lot going on, obviously. Oil prices, stronger, weaker is one of them. China, stronger, weaker. Um, You know, Europe and the Brexit. So it's pretty widely expected that the Federal Reserve won't do anything today, in large part because the May employment report, which came out a couple weeks ago, um, was weak. Was uh, No, no, no. It was weakening. So can you still be strong while you're getting weaker? But you're still strong. And you get the idea. Um, do you remember those horrible commercials for uh, paper towels? They're straffed, strong, and soft. Or is that toilet paper? <laughs> who needs strong toilet paper? Better be uh, paper towels. But who needs soft paper towels? I don't get it. I don't get it. 
Um, so the Fed's taking a look at those employment numbers, and then they're saying, you know, okay, if the U.K. does pull out of the European Union, it's probably going to mean some higher taxes. The U.K. spends some money. they got an economy. Carry the two. Let's just wait. Maybe we just wait. So the Federal Reserve gives a lot of, like, little uh, speeches in between meetings, and they've been giving speeches that kind of hints that we can wait and see a little bit longer. But keep in mind, back in November, December, if you were listening to the show, it was pretty well thought and pretty well laid out that the Federal Reserve was going to try to raise interest rates four times this year. They've been able to do it once, and if you look at the calendar, um, you know, 6, June, we're halfway through the year, and we've only got one rate raise, so we're not looking at four. So the economy is kind of an apple cart, and we don't want to upset it today. So, or Miss Yellen won't want to upset it. I don't know. I'm not smart enough to, uh, sometimes... It's thought that the Federal Reserve should you know, not pay attention to politics. They should not be paying attention to um, stock markets. They should just, if they're going to raise them and they want to raise them and the data says raise them, raise them and let the chips fall where, where they may. There's been a small dose of relief on the whole Brexit thing as there's a slight edge now to the remain that has helped European stocks recover from five state losses. During that period of time, the Germans' DAX dropped 7.5%. Ouch. Um, so it's a little bit oversold. And anytime that happens, you can get a nice little bounce. Got some economic data today. Mortgage applications data was disappointing. 2.4% decline in applications. Yet the producer price index and the Empire Manufacturing Survey were both stronger than expected. The uptick in producer prices was driven predominantly by prices for final demand goods, which were up seven-tenths of percent, and that was heavily, heavily, heavily tied towards the rise in demand for energy. Um, So where do we go from here? Uh, The rebound in energy prices holds potential to invite higher inflation readings in the months to come, off easy compares when things were falling apart and getting weaker. Uh, the survey data that's out there, and there's Empire Manufacturing Survey, it popped 15 points, driven by a healthy rebound in an index for new orders, and that's in the Empire, New York State area. So survey data is less important because it's a survey. It's not hard data. Um, surveys kind of get pooped on as far as value given to Wall Street. I think that all makes mostly kind of sense. So, um, taking a look at the markets today, shall we? Horrible story out of Disney today. And a kid, a two-year-old, was basically grabbed by a crocodile on Disney Resort. And they're searching for the two-year-old in the lake. And when they find him, they're not going to be happy with what they see. I can tell you that much, right? Um... So, yeah, markets are a little bit higher. S&P 500's up 8, Dow's up 63, NASDAQ up 16. So that's, that's nice. That's nice. The Dalai Lama's given me eternal life or internal, in, eternal peace. 
or eternal inter, eternal uh, enlightenment. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, I'm all right. Nobody worry about me. So Goldman Sachs says oil price gains are set to stall. Um, <clears throat> OPEC's kind of calling a lot of shots right now, and oil production disruptions could be hitting multi-year highs. Uh, on aggregate, the price recovery is fragile. So Goldman Sachs said the restart of the Canadian production prospects of a solution to the Nigerian outages, larger-than-expected output from OPEC members, risk of the smaller-than-expected production declines as a result of higher crude prices, all conspire to say oil prices are probably maxed out around 50. So they're a couple bucks under 50 right now. They've had a nice move, so to speak. We had a month's worth of wildfires in Canada's oil-producing province of Alberta. And continued rebel attacks on Nigeria's oil infrastructure helped push prices up. Um, obviously, oil is a tax to the world, but it is also, that's on one hand, it's a negative. It's a tax to the world. If we're spending more on oil, well, you get the idea. We're spending more on oil and gas and plane fuel and everything else. And if American Airlines says, you know, we're spending more on plane fuel, uh, his CEO, he's not, you know, a communist, he's not kind of a guy who wants to lose his job, so he's going to say, we need to raise prices. Capitalism dictates that. Otherwise, we're in trouble. So um, that's the issue with the high price of oil. So an alligator dragged a child in the water near a Disney resort in Florida. I don't know how I feel about that story, because on one hand, the headline's pretty sensationally wonderful. You don't hear that kind of thing on a regular basis, but on the other hand, you're like, what a horrible thing. But um, an alligator dragged a two-year-old child in the water near Disney Resort in Florida. The call of the alligator. There was no there's no signs for like uh, beware alligators. Uh, it's kind of an unprovoked major alligator attack, and they're picking up in Florida at this point in time. There's been 41 of them in the last six or seven years, so you don't have to fear sharks. Got to fear alligators. Who would have thought? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. At these level levels, some of the tech companies that I like are Apple and Salesforce. Um as well as Netflix. A lot of people just don't get Netflix. And for record, I own Apple, um, and I own Netflix, obviously, and S&P 500 type of funds. But a lot of people don't get Netflix. One of the top analysts on Wall Street told investors to buy Netflix, saying the main bear case against the company is simply wrong. The shares are down 17% this year. So he believes the bearish views of Netflix content costs generally reflect a misunderstanding of how the business model or failure to segment investments and view returns over time. 
The negative view misses the model's history of strong returns in the United States. It underestimates the leverage of a dominant distributor can create over time and undervalues Netflix's unique division as a massive global market. Um, someone from Cron yesterday on Facebook posted that, you know, he was tired of his $200 cable bundle and he was doing something about it. And what he was doing was cutting the cord. And I thought that was great. You know, I, I highly uh, encouraged his post. His name's Brendan Knapp. And his post was Comcast eliminated. However, we did keep Comcast Internet. Previously, previous payment, 210 bucks for the cable, the Internet, the phone they never used. New payment, 142 bucks. So he's going to save 58, 68 bucks a month. Um, times 10 is 680 throw in another 120 about $800 a year. You need to save $2,000 a year for five years to really get your nest egg moving in the right direction. So that's not bad. $800 is almost half what you need to save for a year to start. I'm not going to say that's going to fund your whole retirement, but that's a good start. So he's going to pay $100 for internet, 9 bucks for Netflix, 8 bucks for Hulu, 20 bucks for Sling, which... I looked at it, and I was like, okay. Um, Sling is a service that you can get a lot of pretty good channels for cheap. And it's a lot like Netflix in the fact that you're going to be streaming it. You can learn a little bit more by going to sling.com. But for 20 bucks, you get ESPN, AMC, CNN, Home Garden TV, Comedy Central, Cartoon Network, History Channel, Disney Channel, ESPN2. So you get ESPN and ESPN2. So you get your sports fix. TNN, Food Network, TBS. Uh, you get IFC, a and I mean, You get some good channels there. There's no doubt about it. Bloomberg Television, so you get your financials, which is way better than CNBC. Um, so that's 20 bucks for those channels. And they also have another beta in line for more regional sports and more multi-streaming. Um, so they got like Fox and uh, Fox Sports, AMC, TNT, Nick Jr. So they're kind of letting you figure out packages. And you can even add on to the packages and like get like super sports packages for an extra five bucks. And that's kind of fun. Like if you want to get this extra sports package, you can get the SHC channel. ESPN Sports, ESPN Bases Loaded, uh, ESPN Goal Line, ESPN Buzzer Beater. If you want more Spanish TV for five bucks, you can add streaming, and that gets you Azteca, Univision, Deportes, um, plenty, uh, Univision included. If you want more news, world news, it's a five dollar package that gets you HLN out of France, gets you Fusion, it gets you Euro News, uh, gets you Indian News. You can get HBO for 15 bucks. You can get Epics, Epics 2, and Epics Hits, and Sundance, and that's 5 bucks. So they're figuring it out. The bundles are starting to work. So I, I you know, I, I gave props to Britain. You know, he's taking a, he's cutting the cord. He's saying, I'm going to figure out how to save some money. And it's a legitimate amount of money. Now, after taxes and fees and after uh, inconveniences, Will he, at the end of one year, say it wasn't worth the extra 800 or it wasn't worth saving 800 
But one thing that I wanted to throw in there as well is get a digital antenna. They're cheap. They're 35 bucks, and it could add 50 to 60 channels, of which it's uncompressed. It's airwave, so it's not through cable that the signal has to be compressed. So it is a really, really beautiful NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, and Cron in the Bay Area. Um, so it's, I'm not saying it's true high definition because I'm kind of stupid in that, but uh, it is what it is. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Have you cut the cord? I'd love to hear from you. Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. Tweet me, robblackshow. A lot of people don't tweet. So I was pretty impressed with what Apple did with the announcement of iOS 10. And it may not mean much to you, but I study, you know, the business model of who are they trying to appeal to. And one of the features you use most on your phone is Messenger. You message your friends, you message me. Um, They improve the emojis, which, you know... There was an argument on the Howard Stern show yesterday of are emojis feminine or do real men use emojis? And I I get the argument, but I don't care because I look at everything from the financial perspective of the 18 to 35-year-old. So I don't like the Facebook Messenger product. I find it blah. But you can call for an Uber with it. You could pay a friend back if you get a Slurpee through Messenger. Um, in China, you could pay all your bills, even traffic tickets, through WeChat. Google's forthcoming app called Allo will allow you to make dinner reservations for friends. In Slack, the exploding business-focused messaging service, you can easily add items to shared to-do lists. Um, so focusing on messaging, not stupid. Um, it's a bag of tricks. Um, it, a lot of people say innovation is dead, but I, I think we, you know, we still do a lot of, you know, texting a lot and you've heard, you know, new words brought up like sexting, uh, where you send a, a sexy message to someone, uh, via text. Uh, there's an invisible ink that enshrouds a message that Apple's created until you swipe for the grand reveal. There's a celebrate feature automatically triggering an animation that takes over your screen when you type happy birthday. Um, You can sketch photos and videos. You can sketch, you know, send handwritten notes now. Do colorful colorful cartoons enhance our understanding of each other? Kind of. Anyhow, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. RobBlackShow.com. You can find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money 
on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money invested in more. Iran says it has reached a historic deal to buy Boeing planes. For the first time since a 1979 Islamic revolution, American aircraft will fly over Iran. And that's part of the whole um, deal that President Barack Obama put together to kind of make nice with Iran. Uh, Bank of America, they plan to cut more jobs, another 8,000 jobs. The nation's largest retail bank by deposit has already reduced its staff from about 100,000 in 2009 to about 68,000. And now they're going to cut another 8,000 down to about 60,000. It's all about digital banking. You know how I don't like people? That I don't like people translates into jobs getting cut. I don't like going to gas stations and seeing the people behind the register. I like paying at the pump. I like going to my ATM machine and depositing checks there uh, versus actually going inside. Where back when I used to be social, You'd go inside, there'd be a cute teller. You'd say, hey, how are you? And you'd say, look at my big paycheck. Can I take you out to dinner? And she'd, she'd laugh because it wasn't a big paycheck in any way, shape, or form. But that's back when I used to be social. And as I get older, I'm just Ebenezer Scrooge. Just leave me alone. Anyhow, in any way, I hope you know that's not totally true. I love my fans, and I love the people who have supported me for so many years. The FDA has approved a weight loss device that pumps food out of a person's stomach after they eat a meal. Let's stop and think about this. We're such a fat nation of Oompa that once we eat a meal, the FDA has now approved a device so that we can pump that meal out of our stomach. It's kind of like assisted bulimia. No way. The Aspire Assist device is not meant for anyone with an eating disorder. It should be used only by adults 22 and older who are obese and have failed to lose weight through non-surgical methods. To place the device, a surgeon makes a tiny incision, puts a tube in the patient's stomach, which is attached to a disc-shaped port that lies outside the body. To drain the contents of the stomach, a person should wait 20 or 30 minutes after they eat and then attach an external connector to the port and open the valve. I'm not making this up. Anyhow, and anyway, let's talk a little real estate. Let's bring in Tony Mendez. Joining me now, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Tony Mendez, how are you, Tony? I'm good. Thanks, Rob. So one of the things I recently talked to you about and I want to talk about is tied towards rental property. And I've got a rental property that is the tenant wanted to stay through the summer. Um, the lease was up, and I was like, no because I need to get tenants in it during the summer. That's super important to me. Um, a lot of people know this, but then in reality, they're like, well, I'll take another three months of rent now. So I had to get, get rid of her, and I just got an application for three people to rent my home in Raleigh, North Carolina. And it sounds like they're 20-somethings. One's a pizza manager. One's a bartender at a pizza place, so they both work at the same place. And another one works in a call service center for, like, um, selling sod. And I was like, do I want those guys as tenants or do I just want to pass on it? Or do I want to run their credit knowing that the one of them already has some bad credit? And then I thought about like, I've known you since my early twenties and, you know, living with someone, they wanted to sign a three year lease. Do 20 something stay together that long as friends? Do they want to live in the same house for three years together? Yeah. As good as that sounds, they want to sign a three year lease. If it was a family 
of four, you know, parents and I'm in. you're all in. Um, you know, there's a little bit of risk to having three people and, and signing a lease because, one, you know, especially in the type of jobs that they have, this can change overnight. Right. I, you know, when I was younger, I had two or three jobs in two or three years. Right. And, you know, and a lot of people go through that kind of scenario. And, and you know, these people are young. They're going to experience that type of thing. They're going to run into a problem if that does happen, that they have to fill the spot. Otherwise, they break the lease. And, you know, so do, uh, you, you won't get that far into an application of knowing, do they have enough friends to bring somebody else in? Are they acceptable to having a, a, a random person come in that they don't know to fill in this lease? And, or do they just go down to two people and start making the whole payments on their, now it's not a lot of money, which is the good thing about it, and it's in a it's in a city that you know the, the cost of living is pretty low. But I do like the three year lease option. Um, they did put together a good story. I would trust their credit score on this one. Okay. And uh, credit score will tell you where they've worked, but it'll also tell you their job, how long they worked there. That's a nice thing about credit that that we get to see a lot, and and in the mortgage industry that lenders do look at are the any discrepancies in places that the people lived and where their credit was actually run at. And they look at the dates on that and also shows employment. So you can go back and look at somebody's employment and match those dates and places that they lived. And they really, you really can get into those kind of details. Right. Um, so I would ask for a copy of the credit report and then do a quick analysis on that and, and see how that looks and, and then move forward and trust your, your property management. And, and that's really why you use a property management company. Yeah. And I encourage that for people who are get, just getting into real estate that can't devote perf- uh, uh, full-time efforts into it, use property management. My property manager, I've worked with her for, you know, eight-plus years, and she has my personal cell phone. I have hers, and she called me last night and said, you know, I don't know. You know, we, we can take our time on this one, <laughs> let it drag out a little bit, and see if something else applies. And um, it doesn't stay on the market long. It's a good print rental. It's a great rental market, Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, that whole research triangle, but it, it just brought up, it was interesting because I've had a woman there who was a professional single. I've had a couple there who was a disaster. Um, and now I'm in the situation where you and I had roommates. Um, Mark left, Dave came in, Dave never ran a credit application that could have turned bad. It could have turned ugly. It did it. Yeah. But it could have. I've also run into a situation where I've rented it, left, never changed the lease. And then they broke the lease. And then I was responsible for the security deposit when they did break the lease. Um, so there are some situations where these people may not have experienced enough to know that this could be a bad situation for them or a good situation, but you know, there's always a, that let's give them a chance. And I, I know that's not the right business, uh, mentality that a lot of people are just say, right now are just cringing saying, don't do it. Don't do it. Get a Damn. family, go one year and um, maybe do them one year, Rob, or maybe cut the lease back a little bit. And then like there's the neighbors, they could start hating me because I clearly don't live in North Carolina and I've put tenants in the whole time and some of them have lived there their whole lives. Um, and suddenly if you're renting to three people, that could be three cars. If they got a friend over, that's another fourth car. Um, so th- there's some good things to this, too. You, you, you're not having a gap. You're not losing a, a month in, in rent. Right. Um, you're able to increase your rent as well, uh, and you can lock it in for three years. Um, I think these people are smart by saying three years. I think there's a little bit of uh, anticipation that you could be raising rents in the future, and they've seen it happen at, at the other places that they've rented. So I'd go with it. Yeah. So anyway, it's just something you – what I, I th- what I want to get out of this is that people should have conversations and understanding that being a landlord isn't all that it's cracked up to be. And I've had a loser tenant followed by an awesome tenant, and what's going to be next? Tune in three years from now, and you'll have the full story of whether this actually worked. 
Maybe. <laughs> anyway, Tony Mendez does all my loans. He's a mortgage lender. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can trust him to really run your scenarios, which is something you really, really want. You don't want just to go into a bank and say, you know, one size fits all. This is a very manicured, very specific market for uh, loans and lending. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. And I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. I was talking about that stomach pump that the FDA approved. It actually does look like it works, um, but it sounds incredibly disgusting that you're pumping your own stomach 30 minutes after you've eaten. Um, One of the side effects is leakage. Yuck. Um, People who used Aspire just lost 12% of their total body weight compared to 3.6% of patients in the control group. So that's nice to see on some levels. Um, Other stories of note, Facebook is out there today, not today, but recently, talking about how uh, text is declining, and their algorithm kind of favors native video and live video posts over plain text updates. Um, And that so far is being organically driven that we want more video. And more video means companies like Cisco are going to be in business for a long time uh, because bandwidth is good, and it's gotten better, but we need to figure out networking and getting switches and routers as full as much information as possible, as fast as possible. So uh, we're going that way. Apple uh, just had a big operating system update, and that'll come out in the fall. But they improved one of the most important social networks in your life. After falling way behind Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp, Apple's putting the work into messages. It goes deeper than just the emoji and the sticker fun. Um, so messaging, you know, Apple said we're laser focused on it. Or for a lot of people, what I would refer to as the most important social network in their life. It's where they have the most private digital conversations with family and friends and where they share far more photos and videos. So when iOS 10 comes out in the fall, iPhones and iPads, you'll be able to enhance your private messages with Donald Donald Duck dancing and stickers. Emojis will be bigger. There'll be, it'll automatically use, read your text, and if there's a, an emoji for it, they'll let you insert it if you want to. So accept messaging apps. Um, They've emerged as kind of the darling of the technology world because they're becoming the glue that connects people to services. And, you know, it's a pretty good idea what Apple is focusing on. Uh, Facebook Messenger obviously is important. You can call Uber. You can pay a friend back through it. You can, uh, with, uh, in China, there's an app called WeChat. And you can pay your bills, even traffic tickets with uh, Messenger. So take a look at Messenger, and, you know, sometimes you'll be like, you'll sign up for, like, San Jose Sharks, and you'll get a text message saying, hey, tickets are half price today. And you're like, ooh, it's a social network. I'm Ron Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more.
You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome in. Thanks for listening to the show. I think you should always be looking for information in a variety of new places. Apple's brain trust tied towards music. Iovine, Reznor, Q, and Kondrick uh, recently did an interview for Billboard. It was pretty interesting. If you get a chance to read the article, go to billboard.com, search for uh, an article titled Apple's Brain Trust. What's one of the more, I thought, combative parts of the interview was when Trent Reznor, who was very much so a big part of Nine Inch Nails, uh, back in the 1990s, it was, you know, if you looked at the people who were changing music, if you looked at the people who were changing culture, he was certainly one of them. And he had a quote about YouTube's business, and I, I think it's fair. He said, personally, I find YouTube's business to be very disingenuous. It's built on the backs of free stolen content, and that's how they got big. I think any free tiered service is not fair. It's making their numbers and getting them a big IPO, and it's built on the back of my work and that of my peers. That's how I feel about it, strongly. We're trying to build a platform that provides an alternative where you can get paid and an artist can control where their content goes. Um, There's some truth that rings in that one, and maybe that's not the easiest thing to, you know, admit or talk about, but uh, we do have to watch business models, and I'm not going to say hold them accountable, but uh, watch what you're supporting, and you know, ultimately you're going to have to feel very, very comfortable with it. Chick-fil-A is one of the companies that I don't get. Um, hello, chickens. In a world of fast food, you know, electrocuted burgers, O-shaped chicken rings. Fried chicken patties masquerading as sandwich buns, KFC, um, the double down Chick Fil A, you know, introduced a salad recently. Mozzarella, McDonald's introduced mozzarella sticks or mozzarella. I like the way uh, you say that. Thank you. Chick Fil A unveiled a, a, a line of sauces. Unremarkable. They've kind of gone very simple. Very straightforward. Their average Chick-fil-A location brings in more than three times as much revenue as the average KFC. And despite the fact that it has fewer than half the locations of its fried chicken rival, it's growing at an astounding rate. Over the past five years, Chick-fil-A has opened an average of 95 locations each year. KFC, on the other hand, has opened 10. So... I don't get it. I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to, you know, like there's some things that I'm, what I'm trying to get at here is that sometimes you have to say, I don't get it. Chick-fil-A has got an app, um, which is getting some play. Um, think of their app as a remote control, just as you can adjust the volume on your television. You can guide your dining experience. It allows you to customize your meal down to the number of pickles you want on a sandwich. Skip the line. It has a rewards program tied towards it. Um, how many apps is too many apps? 
I can honestly look at my phone and say, I don't need a Chick-fil-A app. Even if there is a Chick-fil-A app that is all that in a bucket of chicken, I don't need it. So Jay Leno came out and uh, talked about the state of business. Leno appeared on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. He rang the opening bell. Uh, trying to celebrate Jay Leno's Garage, which is a CNBC show that no one really watches. Um, because Jay Leno is a car enthusiast, he talked to Jim Cramer about Tesla. It was the acknowledgement of the undercurrent of gloom within the American Business Foundation that's, you know, really stood out in the interview. Uh, Leno said, I don't, I don't know, I don't know why people attack this car. It's made in America by Americans. It's built local. You know, we're becoming like the British. We we like noble failures more than we reward success. Okay, so I don't do a good Leno impression. Uh, I've never found Leno edgy enough for me. He compared Tesla CEO Elon Musk to great car legends such as Tom Edison and Henry Ford. Um, and you know, Kramer got caught up in the. I think he's right. Why why aren't we celebrating Elon Musk as an entrepreneur? Um, I don't get it. I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to pass on that one and say that's you know that that's going to go nowhere fast, as far as content goes. Best Buy is kind of interesting to talk about. Do you remember in the 1990s when you're like, ooh, I'm going to go to Best Buy and look at the new TVs because you wanted to see what you know uh, high definition looked like. You wanted to see what you know all the fuss was about curved screens and 3D. So they got you to come into the store, but now there's really nothing that gets you into the store, so they're struggling. Um, even more importantly is Best Buy's competitors are struggling. Uh, you clearly remember Circuit City at some point in your lifetime, gone. Sears, dying. Radio Shack, dying. A company called H.H. Gregg. Um, so they're benefiting from you know, losing weak competitors, but they're still fighting the Amazon fight. Um, and their mobile category might not deliver the improvement needed for the second half of this year. So that's expectations based on a more modest upgrade to the Apple iPhone 7, which might dampen demand as shoppers postpone phone upgrades. So some analysts are cutting Best Buy for the second half of this year, saying people are holding on to their phones longer. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me at robblackshow.com, YouTube Rob Black Show, and Twitter Rob Black Show. Send me a tweet, someone. Like love to get one. Talk to you soon. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.